Welcome to FoxCast. We're talking today with Fox Rothschild Partners, John Gutaski in Pittsburgh, and Craig Trachtenberg of the Fox offices in Philadelphia and, and New York. Our topic is really important for franchisers which may want to take advantage of the 90-day franchise bankruptcy solution under the CARES Act. And of course, that's short for the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. John is editor of Fox's Franchise Law Update blog. He represents clients in a variety of corporate, venture finance, franchising, licensing and distribution matters, as well as in commercial litigation. Craig is co-chair of Fox's Franchising and Distribution Group and focuses on franchise transactions, development, and disputes. Clients hire him to provide creative solutions to bet the company uh, litigation and defining transactions. Uh, John, Craig, glad to have you. Good morning. Good morning. John, can you give our listeners a quick overview of these uh, changes to the bankruptcy code? Yeah, sure. The CARES Act has amended the bankruptcy code to provide for an expedited and easier version of business bankruptcy proceedings. We now have something called subchapter five for small business and individual debtors. It's a process that fulfills a sweet spot for small franchisors and franchisees. It anticipates a chapter 11 style result, meaning that the business may reorganize within 90 days of filing, but without all the administrative hurdles, headaches, and expenses of chapter 11 traditionally. Craig, what's the purpose of this new section? Well, Mark, its purpose is to allow business debtors and certain individuals with debts below $7.5 million to reorganize their obligations in a much less expensive and streamlined manner. Unlike the previous Chapter 11, the Subchapter 5 bankruptcy does not require voting on a plan of reorganization. Instead, like a Chapter 13 wage earners plan, the debtor's disposable income is used to repay creditors. This eliminates the need for obtaining the consent of a class of so-called impaired creditors as required under basic Chapter 11. It also relaxes some of the rules for the administration of the Chapter 11 plan and payment of the U.S. trustee quarterly fees. Certain individual debtors may also benefit from the elimination of the so-called absolute priority rule, which prevented exemption of real or personal property in some cases. John, what about the new disposable income requirement? It's a good question. It may mandate a minimum payment to creditors higher than what is now required under Chapter 11. Some of the normal requirements, such as monthly operating reports, special debtor in possession, bank accounts, and supervised supervision by special trustees to provide protection to creditors and parties in interest. Craig, do you expect a lot of franchisers to move quickly on this? Mark, both franchisors and franchisees should move quickly on it. We anticipate an uptick in filings after the CARES Act funding and its forgiveness period expires. Because it provides a needed remedy for small business debtors and individuals concerned with administrative burdens and expensive Chapter 11 filings, franchise businesses, whether franchisor or franchisee, should be prepared to use Subchapter 5 to their advantage. John, what are some initial first steps? That's a really good question. Franchisors should plan now to have a preset protocol for dealing with their franchisees who filed subchapter five 
because of the greatly compressed deadlines that they're going to be looking at. Franchisors can also suggest or aid struggling franchisees uh, with subchapter five to maintain their franchise during these really uncharted pandemic times. For franchisees and emerging franchisors, subchapter five is a prescription to save their business from the economic consequences of the pandemic. There are also mortgage modification provisions that will help guarantors of business debt to save their homes. As these cases are filed, we'll be compiling information and helpful advice in navigating this new bankruptcy world. Craig, let's get a little technical for a minute, if we could. What's the definition of a quote-unquote small business debtor? Mark, although Chapter 5 does not define that phrase, the bankruptcy code does. It basically defines a small business debtor as an individual, a partnership, or a corporation engaged in commerce or business with liquidated, secured, and unsecured debts of not more than $7.5 million as of the date of filing the petition or the order of bankruptcy relief. John, what can you tell us about the concept of Chapter 11 debtor as an exclusive plan proponent? Yeah, this is a big difference in subchapter five. Unlike the current version of the bankruptcy code, which allows any party in interest to file a Chapter 11 plan once the debtor's exclusivity period has expired, in other words, the period in which the debtor has the sole right to file a plan. The SBRA only authorizes the small business debtor to file a Chapter 11 plan of reorganization. Craig, what's the process to file and confirm uh, Chapter 11 plans? Well, the SBRA imposes a streamlined timeframe to file a Chapter 11 plan of reorganization, significantly reducing administrative expenses in bankruptcy. There are four milestones. First, no later than 60 days after the bankruptcy filing, the bankruptcy court will hold a status conference to further the expeditious and economic resolution of a case under this subchapter, the language says. Second, not later than 14 days before the status conference, the debtor's bankruptcy counsel is required to file a report. The report needs to detail the steps the company and its advisors have taken to obtain a consensual plan of reorganization. Third, unless the debtor requests an extension related to circumstances outside of its control, the Chapter 11 plan must be filed no later than 90 days after the bankruptcy case is filed. And finally, once the debtor completes all payments according to the plan, the reorganized debtor will receive a discharge from all of its pre-confirmation debts. John, can you address Chapter 11 plan requirements? The Chapter 11 plan of reorganization has to provide all of the following. A projected disposable income of the debtor to be received within a three to five year period. This begins on the date that the first payment is due under the plan and will be applied to make payments under the plan or conversely, the value of the property to be distributed under the three to five year plan, again, beginning on the date upon which the first distribution is due, and it is not less than the projected disposable income of the debtor. Craig, what about continued ownership and management? Well, here's the really good news under subchapter five. The chapter 11 plan may permit the owners of the small business debtor to retain their stake in the reorganized debtor 
as long as the plan does not discriminate unfairly and is, quote, fair and equitable, close quote, with respect to each class of claims and interests. Well, Craig and John, unfortunately, we are out of time for today. There is so much more we could talk about, ranging from plan modifications, uh, appointments of standing trustees and official committees of unsecured creditors to employment of estate professionals, uh, U.S. trustee fees, and even mortgage modifications. Listeners, to confidentially discuss whether Chapter 11 makes sense for you, please contact John Gotaski at 412-394-5528 or at jgotaski, that's J-G-O-T-A-S-K-I-E at foxrothschild.com. Or uh, please contact Craig Trachtenberg at 215 215- 444-7161, that's the uh, email, uh, if you will, at C-T-R-A-C-T-E-N-B-E-R-G at foxrothchild.com. For more about our firm or to subscribe to Fox's Franchise Law Update blog, please visit us on the web at www.foxrothchild.com.